You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out EasyAgentPro slash podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, wherever you EAP people are. We are your EA professionals. So a little inside joke, a little dad joke for you guys. Uh, I have Tyler and Alex sitting in with me. How are you doing today, Tyler? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show again. Thank you for letting me do the show. So that's good. It's a, <laughs> it's a double win for everybody. Double thanks. <laughs> It's a double thanks attack. We also have Alec on the show, our main guru when it comes to writing ebooks and anything EAP content wise. How you doing, Alec? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me awesome. again. I know. Three in a row. This is this feels good. It does feel good. It feels right. It feels like you you're sitting in the Knights of the Round Table perfectly fine. Tyler still has to knight you. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm looking I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward sword to the out. ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> the, we need to make an EAP sword. That's what we need to there do. There probably should that, that um, should be an emoji. It should be <laughs> when we maybe if we ever stream this live, we have to make a prop for the, uh, the video. Why don't we do Facebook Live? But they make apps for that. We I'm trying to Facebook figure. Live. We should do that. Is there a way to do it where you can do it in real time? I mean, obviously you live. Yeah, a yeah. Miles there's, away there's. From us. Yeah, we can do. We can do it. Um, there are dip- several different ways. We'll talk. Well, maybe Boom. we'll do it next. If if you think that'd be interesting to watch it live, email uh, email support at DZ Agent Pro with like just just the word live, and and we'll tally up the votes. There you go. There's enough interest. We'll we'll put That's the a good we'll idea. put the effort into it. I find it interesting, and I'm I'm into it because uh, it's really fun to watch Alec and Tyler pick their noses and do stuff while we're kind of filming this. And do you guys do you guys watch anything live anymore? Just out of curiosity, like have you watched anything live in the last week? Yes, I have. Like. TV or anything or what? Anything, anything, TV, radio, anything. I watch, I do, uh, okay, there's two things that I do watch live. One of them, I found this really great playlist of music. And the second one, it was on YouTube and wait, you just stream so, it all day. So you stream it live, and then they're I, live on YouTube live? Yeah, yeah, I stream a live version of, yeah, on YouTube. It's like a radio show, basically. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it's a live show of that. And I listen to anytime that there's a Portland Timbers game, go Portland. Um, I, I stream that on their Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the two live things you watch in a week? Right? Yes. Yes. I think it'd yeah, be it's interesting. Like the whole, the whole culture is like, I don't know why Facebook's pushing this live thing so much because everything's moving towards like pre-recorded podcasts and pre-recorded videos and Hulu and Netflix. I, Netflix, I don't know. yeah, it's absolutely. Just, it's something that's, you know, we brought it up like, joke, jokingly just, but it, it, like, it's something I've been thinking about and like marketing does what content does in a lot of ways. And so um, ever, like I've seen a lot of blog posts on Inman Insights about Facebook Live, but we haven't really gotten on that bandwagon much just because of that reason, like that question I just asked you, like how many things do you really watch live anymore? I watch two. I, watch two. I do watch two. If there's like a, this sounds really weird. That's the thing is it seems like it's more of like a sports aspect. Like it's still used really, really heavily in sports. Yeah, but the NFL was struggling, wasn't it, this year with, with live events and getting people to watch it live? People well, just, just weren't I mean, let's just be honest. Down and stuff. The yeah. NFL is ridiculous anyways. Well, well fine, <laughs> but like you, you can you can discredit, like I mean, whatever about the NFL, I'm not here to defend. But like, 
that's like <laughs> that was the insurmountable thing that people said would never go away and well lo and behold like blame right. it on the crazy election blame it on the like 2016 blame it on whatever you want like it's still a thing that like it's a statistic that happened right i think i don't know it's tough i think that it's for more like um a, a lot you have to be really influential to optimize like a live view you know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I just don't like the the whole like do an open house live on Facebook. Like to me, it's just it's rarely made sense like to do that. Only, Even videos. If you're an agent, if you're a real estate agent, and you're looking to do live tours and guides of a house and stuff like that, I mean, we've brought it up several times on the podcast. It seems like on paper, kind of like communism, right? It seems like on paper it works really, really like well. Communism <laughs> when you when you when you actually it's a good idea on paper, but it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't in work reality, in real life. Right? Yeah. Wow, you, we're off the rails. You, <laughs> have you have to you have to really be an influential person in order to do something live and make a difference with it, right? Or it has to be a really big thing in order for it to be live and actually be viable information to get, capture leads, make money, anything like that off of it. So I it is interesting, and I do want to hear if other people have done anything. Is anyone live. doing – Alec, you were going to exactly. say, what did you, what have you watched live in this last week? I was going to say, I don't – I barely watch live TV at all. Sometimes we have like um, like the morning news shows like on in the morning. That's that's pretty much it. I do listen to broadcast radio though anytime. Oh, why do you around. do that? Oh, that's live. Why do you do that? Why? Because oh. I like broadcast radio. I pay, like the local no. the local voices and stuff. Clear channel and is I the think worst. It, pay, if you pay nine bucks a month <laughs> – Think about it this way. If you pay nine bucks a month for Spotify, you don't have to worry that that's the thing is like radio is one of those live things that I can't stand anymore. It's so outdated. I enjoy the surfing process though. I like bouncing around and hunt of like that one good song that I'm probably not going to find before I get there. There's some like that you can do it on Spotify. uh, Sadistic or masochistic little well, stream. Like, I, I want a little. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. What about you, I enjoy Tyler? the hunt. Uh, clearly, you watch the NFL. I, I mean, um, nothing. Like, you? like I don't have. I, I mean, but I don't. Like, I, I don't. Um, I, I watch the recaps. I watch. Um, I don't even have a Hulu or. Ne- I don't watch much, honestly. I don't have Hulu. I don't have Netflix. We don't have cable. We don't have. We, we don't even have an antenna to get the local channels for our television. <laughs> honestly. Right. Um, Why do you think so, that is? What do you think? What do you think? Like, where was I that, like YouTube? That I'm a YouTuber. Like, like I don't know. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing much. Like, I get all the all the content I need from YouTube and from this thing called outside. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's interesting though for marketers because we get so distracted by the shiny new object. And Facebook has this Facebook Live, which is sort of their shiny new object that's on billboards everywhere. And I, I don't know. For me personally, I don't see the marketing tool there much unless maybe you're Gary Vee, but even then that's I think I he say, gets like, more you have to be Yeah, like but a- he gets more bang for buck anyway out of his YouTube videos. Right? right. It's it's just it's still that like it's it's a thin crust that he stacks on top of everything else right. still. It's not the main event. Right. Yeah. No, if you're if you're one of those individuals who are just solely relying on live content, you need I really truly believe that you do need to maybe sit back and, and redraw your plan. Um, I think it's a nice added benefit because it adds a little bit of personality to whatever thing you're trying to advertise yourself, for instance. But I don't think that it should be used as a, you know, your catch all to try and generate leads, try and generate followers or generate any monetary value at all. It's just a nice little snippet of like, okay, cool. This person exists. This is what he does or she does on their daily life. Um, and they are involved in the community. I don't foresee it being a huge, you guys, have you guys heard of Frank Kern? No, I haven't. Yes, yeah. he has, I have. He's a, he's a marketer, um, one of the original internet marketers. He's he's big out there. Um, 
Yeah, even I, I've listened to a couple of his things just to sort of stay in that loop of what's working. Because usually what works there works in real estate like a year later. Um, right. So if you're looking to get ahead, um, Check we do a good out. job of that. Yeah, yeah, of like condensing ideas and things like that. But um, even even there, it's it's sort of just a another touch point of like how to get the content out there. Um, like you could do... If you're going to do video, the topic, you should probably do like a pre-recorded thing and then post it rather than looking to do Facebook or, or YouTube Live. I'm sure that'll change, right. but right now that's that's what I think. It does save and publish, though, to like Facebook yeah, Live or whatever. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if, if it wasn't something super time-sensitive and you didn't want to go through the hassle of taking it and then uploading it to YouTube and you could just record it straight to live and then let it go to your wall and then boost it later, I mean, if someone didn't want to go through the whole process of, with YouTube or whatever. That might be a What do you think would be a good topic to get for that? into video? Like, what if they did that? What would you do if you're an agent and you're going to do that? Get into I, live I, video? Well, what Alec just said of like, yeah, it's going to live there forever. So I'm going to record this right. live now, live there forever, and then I'll boost it. Like, what would you, what would be your call to action and what would be your angle? Yeah, I, I think it would be maybe not so much as a call to action or any kind of a direct response. It would be more of like a relationship building content. I could see it. So you'd make it about a neighborhood and then like like boost it to that zip Driving around and yeah, yeah. The value, the value of live video I can see really benefiting an individual be for brand recognition. Um, and, And that's really it. I don't. As a as a, for an agent, I don't see leads being generated. I don't see individuals really finding that information valuable. I think it's just brand recognition. The same way that like Dustin would po- Dustin Brown would post something on a geo filter on Snapchat for a, a football game, right? It's not going to generate a crapload of leads, but people are going to go ahead and see that you are active in your community, you are a real estate mogul, and that you do have your own profile, and that this is just going to stick in their head a bit more. That's how I see it personally. Yeah, no, I hear you there. Um, Unless you're a musician, right? Like if you're a musician, I could see live working towards your benefit. So one way I have seen it work is when you use it to then pitch a free, like you're giving information. Let's say, let's take uh, Alex's example of there's this neighborhood that's just opening up and what you have there is is you have maybe you put together a cheat sheet of like the key parts that you would want to consider when moving this community so that could be that this important school district has this rating this rating this rating and that it's really close to these five shopping centers and that the um, jobs being created here have grown x y and z so that means your house is going to be worth more it's like hey get this free download Uh, i know you're probably interested in Barry Creek Hills, uh, because you've been watching me ramble here for like five minutes, just click the link below. Um, I put together just a sheet, cheat sheet. If you're even remotely interested, just grab it um, and, and like see if that's something you are interested in. And then maybe you can get an email address in exchange for that. And that'd be one way to use the video, you know, and then you could boost that and see like maybe one if I thing- spend a dollar. I do remember kind of, I thought it was kind of cool when I did see it the first time. Corey Dunphy actually did it off of her team page, a live video of a of a raffle drawing that she had created. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was Giveaways really are great. We used yeah. to there Facebook used to be great for like, oh, this house is coming on the market. Guess the price and you'll win a $50 gift card, right? And then what you do is you message right. all those people, you friend all those people and you've just grown your CRM. <laughs> so actually, I I think we got a question about um, like a giveaway thing, I, and I want to throw that out there. Um, of what's the value of like building a list with giveaways? Because be, I mean, 
you're going to get a higher volume, but you're going to lower quality. And is there, is there quality in the get a $50 gift card to this thing or get this gift basket? Is that, is there real value there for potential home, like getting leads for potential home buyers or sellers? Right. So you're selling houses. You're not selling Girl Scout cookies. So like Girl Scout cookies, you can stand outside the church and like sell them. Like there's no sales cycle there. I mean, it's, it's just like a transactional thing. And then you work your way up. And, and so selling houses, there's a long prop buying process that the person goes through where they're discovering the person they're going to do business with. And then they're figuring out like which home they're going to buy. And this is all happening at the same time or back and forth. Uh, so I think the value of having those emails is that email is still to this day the best way to get in touch with people. And so if you're building an email list for, say, 50 cents an email, what you're going to find is that some of those people will do business with you right away, but you're really buying your business for the next, like, for six months from now, for a year from now. And so you've just got to pick your value. So if you're starting out, that's probably not a good way because you, you need to get those first initial wins to really get the momentum going. But if, you're, if you've been in the business and you've done some transactions, it start to it's time to start like transitioning to those activities that are like, okay, I'm going to add 150 people to my email list, to my CRM. And I'm going to send them a weekly letter to an interesting blog post once a week. And that is, I'm not even going to look at the ROI on that for a year. And what you're going to find is that about a year in, you're, you've gotten better at writing emails. People are actually clicking. People who've been following you for a year are starting to come out of the woodwork and do business with you. So you um, have, you, but you have to have some kind of a back. You have to take those names that came from the win my popcorn basket and then have a content long term relationship building strategy for the back end. Right. And if you have a lead site, you have two blogs published a week to your site, right? So right. you send them those two blogs. And then what you do is you upload those emails to Facebook and, and remarket with them, you know, like it and do your video strategy and boost it just to those people. Yeah. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, good and, stuff. And all that can, I mean, it's a win-win, right? If those individuals just don't opt in right away, that's perfectly fine. It's, you know, like I said, I keep on saying, bringing up brand recognition. The more you do stuff. Well, to Chris's point, it's not, it, it sounds bs a little bit. Is that legal to say on a podcast? I don't know. But yeah, it sounds dude, a little like, like shady. To, but we're, adults. <laughs> we're adults here, yeah. Tyler. I'm sorry, but it sounds like, you know, like brand, I got an email this week from someone who's like, I saw your Facebook ad and want to get into, they didn't click it. They didn't fill out the landing page. They didn't do anything. They saw the Facebook ad, they Googled the name and like, so you've got to take whatever trackable results you get from your Facebook ads and know that you're getting probably two X results from that. Um, right. just off of that's, that's the brand recognition and the people right. who, I mean, I, I don't know, but like watch your own be- behavior, like go after this Google, like, I don't know, best brownie mix and click the Google ad. And you're most times what you do is you just like go away from the landing page, look at the homepage or go look at it on Amazon and then buy, like, it's really hard to track that behavior. Um, in well, I was I was reading an article too about this is like sort of related. It'll make sense in a moment. But I was reading an article about uh, e-commerce behaviors, and they were saying that it's anywhere from like seventy to eighty percent cart abandonment rate. 
And I think that's super interesting because people are exactly what you just said. People are adding things to the cart and then they go away and they think about it and then they come back and they re-add it to the cart. And they'll do that a couple of times before they actually finally make the purchase. I think that kind of what you're saying is they have to see the ad, they got to click the ad, they got to ponder the landing page, and then maybe at some point they'll actually um, fall into your funnel. And you just answered the question that someone asked us about the value of the email list, right? The email list isn't like, for the sales today, you'll get some out of there. Every ebook we make for an email list building activity, we generate about one sale from every you know couple hundred emails, right. um, and that and that funds the whole thing. But the point of that is you're giving so much value on the front side that people have this discovery process where basically they've put you as a real estate agent in their cart and then abandoned it, and your emails just keep them coming back, coming back, so when they're ready to buy later. You're the person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, It's cool. Man, this is great. We didn't even answer any questions yet. And we're just, we're just, that was was a question. I I I think we, we've answered some of the (laughs) questions that you had for us, I think on accident. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're doing, we're doing really well. Um, you know, we've got some good questions here. Uh, let's see, let me look in here and, and look at some, since we've been answering them nonchalantly taking our time here. Um, Karen did an interview today with local business owners. She uploaded it to YouTube, put it on a blog post, and she shared it on her Facebook business page, Pinterest, and Google+. Uh, the owner's going to put it on her site, her Facebook page, etc., and we'll backlink back and forth to each other. Are there any other ideas on how to get some exposure for this? Uh, you know, you guys are marketing Yeah, masters. email the newspaper. <laughs> right? Like, you do realize that newspaper, like, editors and news people are dying. Like, they're literally, every day... They start with scratch. They start with no stories. And by the end of the day, they have to have a story. And so if the thing you did was that great and that interesting and maybe you helped someone out, like, great. <laughs> like, reach out to them and show them how you did that. And, like, you, you, if you just build – if you focus on building that relationship instead of being salesy, you'll have success with it. Absolutely. I agree. I was, I was going to say something about the newspaper or like a local magazine. Um, something like that would work really, really well. <clears throat> um, Alec, did you have any ideas? Yeah. The only thing that jumped out to me was maybe some sort of like a, like Facebook groups. She says she puts it on, put it on the page and all that kind of stuff, but finding groups that might have like a cross an intersection of interest there. Um, I think if I remember right, I think I saw what she was talking about. It was like a daycare or something like that. So if you could find other groups that are, would be interested in that, like mommy groups or something like that, where you could put that on, I th- I'm going to double check that right now, but yes, yeah, so I'm finding other interest groups that would find that content valuable instead of forcing it out into the world. Try to find people who would, who would want to bring that in. Fantastic. I like that a lot. Um, hope that hopefully that ha- answers your question there, Karen. We'll move on to the next one. Um, Elliot McCracken had some fantastic questions. He's been running Facebook ads with clone target audiences, uh, mainly buyer leads and seller leads, and he has several questions. The first one is: Does it help or hurt that the uh, the audience when you start adding criteria like an income bracket, etc.? And the second question is: When creating the lookalike audience, I've only used the one million size as an option. Does it help to go bigger? Where I live, the main city is only about four hundred thousand people in population, so I figured one million was good. And any thoughts or tips on this would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Alec, if you want to go into talking about audiences, um, adding in, in income brackets and criteria like that. Uh, you, I can repeat it. A... You want me to repeat the question? <laughs> this is I can more, make sure that's probably... all sorted out nah, for you. I got it. Um, <laughs> it's Tyler this is probably more of a Tyler question. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I could answer that. So I ahead. would say um, when you're creating a lookalike audience – 
Facebook is already analyzing that income for you. So if you upload it, people who did business with you, those people are probably in a similar income ba- uh, bracket anyway. So if, if you have that like in there and you've made more people like that, it's not then necessary to go there and add an income bracket on top of it. Does that make sense? And then, so, so if you have a lookalike audience, I tend not to mess with gender, um, mess with um, any sort of income, mess with a job, mess with a geo filter for you might make sense because it is local in that way. Um, I would use the 1 million size too. I've not seen success with anything over a million. Okay, excellent. And what about, um, okay, cool. So both, both questions were answered there. Fantastic. Uh, hope that, hopefully that helps Elliot. Um, Let's see some leads roll in, I guess, with those ads, right? That'd be pretty nice. Uh, we can move yeah. on to the next one. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, just, yeah, let's see that yeah, happen. That'd I know, great. that'd be awesome. Ian Steenkamp also had a fantastic question. He said, ideas on adding SEO keywords to my brand new site pages to help get ranked as it's all empty right now. You know, that's a general term. It's really tough. SEO keywords are kind of tough to, you know, complete or, or figure out. It varies on your geographic location. It varies on what the content is. There's a whole list of stuff. So Tyler, if you want to take it away again and maybe come up with some good SEO keywords. Some good SEO. So I would start with something small. So let's say there is a local, uh, there's a new development. There's a new, um, or maybe there's a new part of town that's up and coming, or maybe there's a new a condo complex that they're starting to sell things in if you're on the east coast or something like that where where that's more of a thing um or there's a new like new home builder development i would focus on getting seo results for the name of that location first it's the easiest win it will get you leads because people will be googling that and you can you can provide value you can see how seo works uh the worst place to start would be like dallas homes for sale like you're going after the biggest thing. You probably don't know how SEO works. Your site probably doesn't have much trust in Google's eyes and you're going after the biggest thing. So I would go after one of those small wins and then maybe do one of those a week for like a month. I'll give you four of them. Um, by that point, one of them should be maybe even two or three should be on the first page of Google. And then you can start looking at things like, you know, smaller neighborhoods and then do those for a month and then do slightly bigger neighborhoods and do those for a month. So I would I would approach it that way in a very like, task oriented manner because SEO it's really easy to get overwhelmed like I need to go build these 10 community pages and fill them up as soon as possible and I'm going to go do them for the 10 biggest communities and then what happens is like it's like joining the gym on January 1st is like you go super hardcore day one two three and then you stop and you never see results because you focus on the big things that are super hard to get results for and you burnt out and so that's that's how I would approach it um that's how I always have approached it and i think agents typically see more success that way. Excellent. Excellent answer. Um, did you want to chime in on it at all, Alec? I know that you've been working with SEO keywords. You've been actually, you know, fighting the Google ads and all that crazy stuff too. So I'm sure there's some SEO stuff there. So Tyler, you're talking about making specifically like Insta farm pages, like uh, neighborhood targeting pages, right? As opposed to like blog content is what you're recommending. In this case, yeah. So I would so like let's say there's a new community that's in the area he likes to service. I would make an Insta Farm page for that community. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. So just sometimes when these questions are on here, the, the way that they're phrased is, I th- it seems like some agents think of it as terms of like sprinkling these keywords on top of it, instead of thinking of creating this really good piece of content that will draw, draw people in. So that's the only distinction I would make is, um, do what Tyler said, pick that little, the little win, pick, pick the little win and then focus on creating a really good piece of content. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the thing is too, is, you know, a lot, a lot of times I always, I want to tell people that Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, you can treat SEO the exact same little wins will build up over time. Like Tyler said, Google is hesitant with new websites. They don't know if they're trustworthy or not. And, you know, building up some really great content on small wins like that will help Google kind of work themselves around as well. Um, I think those are fantastic answers. I think that's a good explanation as to, uh, what, uh, what you're looking for. Uh, let us know. And then that's the thing. Send us a help ticket too. Hey, I'm struggling with some SEO keywords for this page. What do you think I could do? Well, I mean, but he said like, I, and that's not, so I would like, you just complicated that. So I would not even do that. I would pick one, like, don't look at SEO keywords. Don't like send a help ticket, go out there and finish one for one community and then send us that. Oh, well, there you go. Don't listen to me. Listen to Tyler. <laughs> like, no, but like, <laughs> but like, but really, like everyone likes to make this so freaking complicated and all that ends up happening is people like just like spread all this hot air about like, oh, this is SEO and you got to do this for SEO. And like they waste all this time instead of like just writing the gal darn article. article and like right. you can, you can, once it's written, then it's really easy because you can go there and you can like. You can fix it and you can make improvements. Um, and once you've done an Insta farm for a small community, we can see what page it ranks on. And then we can, like, you can send that in and we can show you what to do to get it on, like, two, three pages higher. And, but until, like, that first one is done, it's all just artificial. It's all just intellectual discussion. And it's, that's just not good. Right. No, fantastic. Real estate's really action. Real estate's an action-oriented business. Like this right. is physical contact. Like go up there, physically, like type an article and get it up there. Like this isn't like some intellectual. We're not like professors at a university here talking about marketing. This is like action. Like go do that and send us the article. And then the next podcast we can talk about like five ways to make it better. Right. Fantastic. There you go. Go make it happen. Write some good content. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the next one. This one didn't have a, uh, I forgot to actually copy and paste the name on here. I thought this was a great question. Um, it does. I'll, I'll link the article as well um, for you guys to read. Uh, there was a pretty interesting article that was brought up. Um, it, it's a theory based off of uh, SEO and how, um, you know, people staying on your page for a long time will affect your SEO score. It's a pretty interesting read. Um, the question that he that this person entailed with, I thought was really good, and maybe that maybe you could help out a little bit there, Tyler. Um, what can we do to increase page time and engagement on our blog content? The picture attaches, an act, so he had a picture as well. Um, you know, he created content and it was generated by Easy Agent Pro, um, but it's it's not letting people sit on those pages very long. And I'm sorry, I don't have the actual numbers here, but it wasn't it wasn't long at all. Um, so, any are there any tips, any ideas on how to get people to stay on a site longer? How to get them to engage? Yeah. So, what you if you're building blogs, the bounce rate for your blog should be ninety to ninety five percent. Google released that stat like years ago. And what you should shoot for is a long time on page. And so some of our highest ranking articles have a seven to 10 minute time on on that actual blog article. And the way you do that is just with the old copywriting trick of selling the headline and then having the next sentence sell the next sentence and the next sentence sell the next sentence. So let's say you write an article 
um, teaching people how to sell their home for more money. The way you get them on the page longer is by telling them unique stuff, telling them stuff that's like they they can't find anywhere else that's hyper-personal to them, or telling them stories. If you start just talking in truisms, people are generally more likely to leave. If you start talking in jargon or start talking in like a business type speak, they're more likely to leave. So it's about crafting the story and making it engaging. Um, like for example, uh, you could call it like clickbaity titles is like the going too far in that direction is like having that be your headline and then the next thing be clickbaity and the next thing be clickbaity. So it's finding a good balance between that, um, in finding a way to make something spark a chord with someone uh, that I think can really increase your time on page. It's it's funny that you brought up clickbait stuff. Um, I you know we had that marketing meeting and we were talking about clickbait and how valuable it can be, but it's a double edged sword, right? If you get too clickbaity, people are going to drop off and just realize that you're just you're blowing smoke. You're not you're not really creating gen, you know good content stuff like that. So I agree wholeheartedly with you. Finding a good balance. Alex, do you have any tips for that for like how to increase the stick rate of your copy? Uh, yes. And I, well, I think, I think he has the answer to his own question sitting in here. Um, if you actually look at the time on page within his list, one of them is like the top haunted houses in his area. One of them is like property values in his specific area. So the way I think he's already kind of doing it, um, the, the ones that don't have the higher time on page or the, the more general, exactly what you just said, sort of the truism stuff. Um, so what I would say is, is if you're not getting good time on page for the EAP provided articles, go in there and customize them a little bit to your specific area. And that will probably go up and then keep doing what you're doing and publishing good content. Um, that's really highly specific to your area. Cause that those types of posts are clearly working. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Isn't that the saying? <laughs> um. And the, Oh, one other thing, because in the article, he, t- uh, they do the analogy of like the season of the, of, uh, of football or whatever leading up to like the Super Bowl and the playoffs and all that stuff that um, try looking at your EAP articles and, and stop me if you disagree with this Tyler, but try looking at your EAP provided articles as just a, a piece of the season as an ongoing thing. Not every article that goes out and not every article that we give you is going to have a massive time on page. And so if you're, getting a steady flow of stuff though, to those articles. Um, and then you're hitting home runs with those highly specific pieces of content that you're creating. That's not a bad formula. That's not a bad mix. Yeah, that's a pretty good, I mean, that's all you can really ask for. It's hard to write home runs every single week or every single two weeks. Uh, but and no, nobody does. Yeah. You just no matter can't. who you are. Right. Mm. Right. No, totally understandable. Um, hopefully that helps you out. I would say, I mean, we'll look at Chase Binney as well with the hundred leads from from Christmas light displays, right? It, right. It, stuff like that, showing that you're active in your community. That's what's going to, I think, generate a lot more people sitting on your page and reading up on the information about it. If you're just posting general stuff about, you know, I, I don't even know, like how to how to double check if your stucco is still healthy on your house. That's something that, you know, is really dry. But if you're talking about, you know, stuff around your, your local area like you're, like you're doing, I think that's fantastic. Or finding, you know, doing something that people, you know, finding interest in, in stuff that people may not professionally or do every day, but do it on the side for fun. Football. Talk about football. Talk about the area. Talk about sports teams. Talk about food in the area. Stuff like that. Um, the clickbaity stuff tends to what from what you've said you've seen tends to work a lot better. So stick with that that formula. Seems to win for you. 
I'm just rambling now is what I'm doing. Um, I apologize for that. The <laughs> We have a super long question here, and then I promise we will discuss one other thing with you guys, and we will let you go for the day. Um, the first thing so – so this woman had this really she, – she's her name's Laura, and she scored a pretty sweet deal, what it seems like in my eyes. She jumped at the opportunity to rent a booth at an upcoming local children's consignment sale, and it's very popular with a minimum of 20,000 people over a three-day event, and she will be the only real estate agent there. So she's got a two-part question. The first question is that uh, she would love to hear suggestions on creative uh, – creating booth ideas that will help attract attention and get people engaged in the offline market end of the goal. Um, so she's able to talk face to face and she's been thinking about having some sort of raffle with a mom and her child themed prize. Um, what do you guys think about that? How, how would you want to do some offline marketing for that or even combine the two? Okay. Yeah. I would, uh, I would set up like your phone and if people are looking to connect with you instead of giving them your business card, which they're just going to throw out or throw in their purse, I would just like, like grab their phone and like, like, like ask their permission, but like their, your Facebook page with, with them on their, on their Facebook. So like have them go to their Facebook, find your page and like it, uh, instead of, uh, of handing them a business card. And then in terms of the raffle, you can just set a squeeze page up on a iPad, have them, have them opt in. And that's a great that's way to get, to start building the email list out of it. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was, uh, even, you know, get, get some type of lead capture done on an iPad and just let them know, Hey, you're interested. Uh, you know, I, I'd have to disagree with Tyler and still give your business card out. Um, but at the same time said, do you mind if I grab your information really quick so we can, we can start talking. Um, I, I think that that's a fantastic, I think the business card is used to break the ice. That's how I would treat it personally. What do you think about that? Yeah. At, at, when we went to Inman, the best thing we ever did was get people in, in our groups in in liking our page instead of giving business cards. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Don't listen to me. Listen to Tyler. <laughs> well, I mean like you can do both, but, um, but we found it pretty useful. Okay, great. Um, the next question, uh, let's see. The second question that she had was, what kind of marketing material should I display other than the required broker signage? To put this event into perspective, it's pretty chaotic. It's essentially the Black Friday of children's consignment clothing. Uh, people are lined up around the building waiting to get in. However, there's a sold advantage uh, with all of this madness. Uh, a solid. I can't talk. There is a solid advantage to all this madness. Once people have their giant carts of clothes and are ready to check out, there's a very long line. Uh, that can last hours, so they will uh, almost, without a doubt, have to walk by her booth very slowly. Um, you know, she doesn't want to get salesy, but what do you guys think would be a good way for people to just kind of recognize the booth, how to get people involved while they're waiting in line with their children's clothes? Go ahead, Tom. It's always tricky when, when, someone ahead, is, it, when someone's in a different frame of mind, even when we... Had been we've been experimenting with Google Ads recently. We've targeted keywords, and it, we, we kind of found a difference where people were in a frame of mind to solve a specific problem or get a specific thing, and then we were coming along with this thing that was um, different or or uh, disruptive, but not necessarily in a good way. And and those ads don't pull. And I think this is like an in person version of that. So uh, um, I think what we talked about earlier might not be a bad thing. Is just to give people sort of the little freebie that. Uh, or, you know, enter to win a gift basket-y kind of thing. But you have to have that back and uh, pipeline to, to funnel those people into. I, I think that's a, that's a tough one to, to come a into a question. chaotic, it'll noisy situation. It'll be interesting to see what people say. I mean, that's not my forte at all. So I, I don't really, I don't know. Um, I, would, I would do those first two things and then from that, see how many numbers I could hit from that and, and call it good there. Um, 
you know, they're, I'm sure there are different creative things you could do, but... Yeah, and, and she brought up, you know, giving water bottles or offering chairs for people to rest in line. I think that's fantastic. You, in this situation where you're the only real estate agent in this event, you have the availability to not be pushy. You're there, people know you're there, and I think it's just going to be a natural progression of people just showing interest because, like you said, they have to stand in line. They're going to see your booth. You don't have to get it all schnazzed up with anything. I just made up a word. You don't have to get the whole thing all set up and, and looking good. It, it's right there. Um, you know, basically just have, have water bottles. I think that's a fantastic idea. Bring some, I think it's, yeah, it's a long-term marketing play. It's a, it's yep. a building the brand recognition. So when they see your stuff down the road, they already know who you are. So I think any, any thing you take into that, that's different than that, where you're like, how can I get a sale out of this is just going to a ruin the experiments experience for exactly. you. You're not going to have fun and B you're not going to be authentic or, or get the result you want. I think you've got to look at it as long-term and just let it be that. There you go. Perfect. With that said, we have answered all of the Beatzilla questions. I appreciate all the answers, guys, and this was a very helpful podcast. The one thing I did want to bring up before we leave you guys today, and gals, my apologies, today, is that um, we did create a new support backend for you folks that you can actually search some really cool stuff on. So Alec and Tyler, if you want to discuss that a little bit, uh, feel free. Alec, go ahead and start off and take it away. Yeah, we've been adding a ton of uh, really good content. So if there... Um previously there was there was out there but it wasn't in a curated easy way to find so now if you want to know how to set up facebook pixel or your pinterest pixel things like that you can just go search for that and there's a whole social media category really clear simple how-to advice yeah it's help.easyagentpro.com uh, you can just google help easy agent pro you'll find it and then on the back end of your lead site uh, and if you don't have one go get one uh, so on the back end <laughs> right. of your lead site, it, it links to the help center too. So you should be on a lot of stuff there that, that should help you out. Absolutely. Um, with that said, I really appreciate you guys taking your time out of your busy Thursday to sit in with me, uh, discuss some super cool stuff. Maybe a live session is in the works. Maybe not. It depends on if we hear you guys like that idea. And uh, with, a, with, a, with a nighting. There will, with be a a nighting. there will be a nighting involved. Um, <laughs> it'll be very, very cool. Um, with that said, if you folks have any questions for the podcast, have any recommendations or want to even talk about some stuff, let us know, send us a message on the Beatzilla group. Feel free to shoot it to support at supportedeasyagentpro.com. Send us a tweet, uh, you know, send it everywhere you can. If you have questions for the podcast, we love answering them for you. So feel free to send them our way. Uh, with that said, we really appreciate you guys letting us sit in on your lives, your daily drive to and from work on this beautiful, which will soon be Monday when this post is when this is aired, I guess. Um, and go ahead and take it away, boys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.